Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Welcome to another episode of Glee, Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And we have a guest today, Ian. Yes, uh, we do. Welcome to uh, our next correspondent, friend of the show, uh, Adri. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I'm happy, happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> um, we are excited because we know you have... Oh, dog. No, okay. We know you have a... <laughs> listened and provided glee commentary before and i am ready to uh having forced you to watch glee again for the first time in a decade yeah um i remember watching this in college and being like oh this show is so much fun and and now i'm older <laughs> and it's a different kind of fun perhaps it's, uh, yeah it's um it's definitely a trip of a kind mm-hmm <laughs> do you find the show more or less relatable now that you are an adult i'm not sure i ever felt it relatable wow hot take hot That's, take yeah honestly yeah. that means you might have been a smarter teenager than i, I, I think i was also i was also older i think mm, like mm-hmm. i'm a little bit older than you guys i'm not sure how much older and we really okay. don't have to talk about it no it's fine i'm not having an existential crisis at all times um just because we're yeah. all nearing Will Schuster's age as we talk about this show does not mean we have to feel bad about ourselves. I I like to think that he's in his 40s and I'm nowhere near there. Um, but he's probably supposed to be playing like a 32-year-old, like how the 30-year-olds are playing so, 16-year-olds. Disgusting. In, in Canonically, in season one, Will Schuster and Sue Sylvester are 29. What the... F- that- <laughs> Am I allowed That's to curse? The corre- yes, please yes, do. Yes, absolutely. Because... <laughs> please do. And that is the correct answer. It's disgusting. That's hilarious because in this episode, we are going to see her dating profile. And mm-hmm. that is not the age she puts. I, I noted that as well. Oh, I'm glad you guys I took a picture. Good. I took Amazing. a picture of it and I sent it to Rascal because I know she made those fake dating profiles. Yes, she did. <laughs> um, And hers are pretty, like, correct based on what we saw. <laughs> funny you should say that because i also messaged rascal last night after i finished watching the episode like hey had you watched this when you made those dating profiles or did those come out of your brain and you were just right and she was like i mean i watched it while playing video games so i didn't quite remember it but no those were two things were not related yeah she's so. just um brilliant uh this show is actually now just praising rascal mm. um who released a new game everyone go find her on itch.io oh yeah yes uh, I don't know what her screen name is there, but I assume it's also Rascal. It's, it's close. Um, so, yes. Well, today we get to discuss Season 2, Episode 8. Unfortunately, it is titled Furt, um, which which no one likes. <laughs> I have thoughts on Finn's choice, which we can get to yes. later. Um, this originally aired November 28th, 2010, so I guess this is our Thanksgiving episode. It's my senior year of college at that point. Okay. It's giving something. Yes, yeah. it's giving something. Um, so yeah, let's dive in. Uh, our recap was just bullies, slurs, and people are dating. 
Yeah, literally all I got out of it was like, it's all about Finn and Kurt and Rod Remington is here again, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, having an open marriage, which is like maybe more um, modern than the times would have allowed for. Like, yeah, one rare time where Glee is ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, ahead of the time in the way that, like, Family Guy might accidentally be ahead of its time in a way that it's right. supposed to be only a joke. But now we're like, that's just a thing people do. That's, Disgusting. Yeah. yeah, when you look back on it, you're like, hey, Rod, you actually were onto something. Yeah, good for you. Maybe it could have worked with him and Sue if they just had better uh, communication with each other. Right? We solved Glee. If only people were emotionally mature and able to communicate their feelings. If people were emotionally mature and able to communicate their feelings, we wouldn't have Glee as a show. That is true. No, because they have to sing their feelings. Yes. In um, overwrought yes. ballads. We have a terrifying opening shot where Kurt looks like he's been kidnapped and is being held hostage by suburbanites. <laughs> <laughs> but in reality, it's just Finn and Kurt and Carol and Bert. Yes. They're adorable. They My first are. note is Bert is the best. Yes. Bert is the Hands best. Hands down. And I feel like that's the subtitle of this episode. Is like Bird is the best. This is a Mike O'Malley fan club. Yeah. This is a Mike O'Malley fan club. Absolutely. I'm here for it. I love him. Um, I also like Carol quite a lot. Yes. She doesn't have a whole lot going on, but what she does have, I like. But Carol is an angel. Our angel Carol. Yes. I feel Carol. like I loved this because they now okay they announced they're engaged. They got engaged in a school classroom, yes. which is that is the whole point. A weird thing to do. Um, well, because that's where they met, so, oh my god, romance. Yes, Kurt. Sure. I mean, Bert is romantic. This is the most, this is the most romantic Bert gets, and it's kind of adorable, and that's why I want to hug him. Yeah. And, he's and have of... him tell me it'll be okay. Granted, I've never been to Ohio, but I feel like this is very, like, Ohio romantic. Like, you're very middle. Like, through Ohio. Like, getting engaged yeah, in the Applebee's. Like, yeah, just like, <laughs> oh, this is where we had Ooh. our first date, so, like, it's sentimental, or, like, yeah, that time we like chaperoned our kids at science project or something. I don't know, but I have yeah. a story about a very weird engagement that I witnessed. Was it yeah. at an Applebee's? No, it was, was it? worse. It was at a Hooters. That is worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went there for my friend's birthday because for her birthday she got half off wings, and if there's one thing we're gonna do, it's get half off wings. So and we Hooters go there, and I the dressed best. up because I told her I would romance her. Um, I just want to say that I am more romantic than that man who proposed to his girlfriend because I brought her like a felt flower because I thought it was adorable and it's her birthday and I love her. And then uh, we were like sitting, we're eating our wings and we see this guy and his girlfriend at like a high top, two top. And she's like, seems very disinterested. She's on her phone a lot. And then he's like, everyone, I would like everyone's attention. And then he makes a, a speech that I definitely don't remember. And he goes, will you marry me? And she initially does a fake out. She's like, no. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then everyone's super excited, obviously, for like five seconds. And then we went back to our lives because we were at a Hooters <laughs> near Penn Station. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Not last bit of information is the worst. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. We were at that Hooters, which they makes it engaged. somehow even worse. They got engaged in the literal second circle of hell. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, like, the only worst thing could be the TGI Fridays in the Penn Station. Yeah. Yes. I wonder, I hope, I, I'm, first of all, I fear for those people and if that was their lives, how it went moving forward. But also, like, what if it was I just- I want to know. What if it was just a big scam to be like, let's go around and get engaged in any restaurant we can to see if they'll give us free stuff? 
I wish mm. that had been how it happened. I'm pretty sure we stayed till after they had left, and mm-hmm. I do believe they had to pay for something. Harsh. Like, if you're going to get yeah. engaged in a Hooters, you should at least get free wings. Well, what they should have done is gone on a birthday, done the mm. engagement, and gotten half-off wings. Yeah. Now wow. you're thinking. This is yeah. Proposal Hacks 101. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Take note, listeners. But you know who doesn't seem so thrilled off the bat is Finn. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because at a certain point he was just kind of like, he was, he had become cool with this. Yeah, but you can't, he can't stay cool with it because then we wouldn't have a plot this episode. Yeah. Right. Also, it's Ryan Murphy. If there's one thing he loves, it's taking an underdog and a popular kid and then making their parents get married. Does he Did y'all watch sure. Popular? I didn't. I've never heard of that. Is that popular? The... Is one of Ryan Murphy's first shows, if not his first show, it was on the WB back in the day. Oh my god! Uh, wow, mm. the yeah. Ryan Murphy cinematic universe. So clearly, he doesn't the well doesn't run too deep. Yeah, no. He had, um, it was a really good cast. But yeah, um, we learned that uh, Kurt has wedding magazines hidden under his bed, and it's like that's definitely not hidden at this point. Um, <laughs> and God bless Kurt, because he announces. They have a free band set up for them. It's, wait for it, the Glee Club. Okay. And my note is, no. So here's the yeah. thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Well, first of all, I will say, I like that Kurt was so genuinely excited for this pairing. I feel like, once yes. again, Ryan yeah. Murphy has robbed us of the Kurt enjoying having a mother figure back in his life subplot. We never get enough Kurt and Carol. Right. But also, Bert has gone on this whole speech saying, I don't care about the food, I don't care about the drinks. The only thing I care about, Kurt, is that you get a good band. And then Kurt says, I wrote that down great, too. I got it. This is the one thing, Dad, that you care about? How about my high school glee club? <laughs> and Bert's face is like, not what I was wanting, but you're my son, so I guess I'll be okay with this. He's like, well, it's free, so that means more money for Hawaii. Also, yeah. the fact that he says he doesn't care about food or booze, I'm like, have you been to a wedding, have you Bert? Been to a wedding because truly those are the two things you should care about. Right. The bride, the groom, and the food and the booze. Big yeah. four. The whole thing was an excuse for them to be able to say the words glee wedding to be able to use in promos. Like, I'm sure of it. Yeah. And they yeah. probably were showing the, uh, did we even get to the sand bit yet? We have not. No. Okay. No. But they definitely <laughs> we're, still were showing on, we're that. We're still on the first scene. We are still on the first beat. <laughs> Yeah, this is at our inciting incident here. <laughs> this is good. Because um, I'm sure that they used, like, clips from throughout the the show to be like, oh, no, who's getting married? It's a wedding mystery. You know what would be a great, like, research project that I don't have time for at this moment, but we should do, <laughs> is to go back and see if we can find old, like, Glee promotion commercials to see what the fuck these were. Someone's got to have put those on YouTube, right? Oh, definitely. They, they must have. I think we just found our hashtag Boko. Boko as we watch, um, watch yeah. old Glee commercials. <laughs> we watch for an more hour. Glee shit. Um, <laughs> but then we got this Sue's Corner where she's. All I got from it, um, because I was very tired when I was watching this episode, was Sue saying, The homeless are just outdoorsy. Yeah. And oh, that's Kansas. wild, but very funny. She also said, You smell like adventure. <laughs> you smell like adventure. Which I was like, That is a way of putting like our entire infrastructure is fucked in a in a sentence Oof. yeah <laughs> then we find out immediately that rod and his co-anchor are i don't even remember her name the co-anchor is engaged to does rod. she have a name it's like amanda or audrey or something like that okay um it's on the teleprompter and- that's the only re- reason i could vaguely know it 
and it's gonna be an open marriage, and that's wild, um, but Sud therefore tries online dating, but it doesn't work out, and you know why? Because the only match for Sue Sylvester is Sue, Sue Sylvester. Sylvester. Exactly. So she's marrying herself, and I'm weak. And I love that canonically in the last season, she was 29, and like you were saying, Adri, in this, her age is 27. Oh, she's and her- de-aging. And She's her job, de-aging. her job is listed as legend. Um, <laughs> and under like her favorite things, it included, um, oh my God, I took a screenshot of it. But one of the things I remember was poking old people with hidden pins, yes. which will come up later. <laughs> that one's important. I missed that. Oh no. But yeah, marrying yourself, that is beautiful. And also the plot yeah. of, I believe in an Erica Durant's movie. Wow. Yeah. I think it's called like, I Take Me. My only note from this is that Sue Sylvester has stamps with her own face printed on them, and that's some queen shit. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's right. Also, she sends an invite to Obama, and my note is, oh, remember Obama? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Barry. But then we cut to the weight room. Yeah, Glee um, getting a singular plot point from me for remembering that Sam was severely injured a couple episodes ago. So right. we, we, he's, he's working out too hard. Finn is like, should you be doing that with your shoulder? And then Sam is mm-hmm. decides to be an asshole for a while. Yeah. Um, and it just immediately becomes this, like, dick-measuring contest of, like, who's the cooler guy, who's the more popular guy, who's the, wait for the term, leader. Mm-hmm. Finn is suddenly and frothing that's... at the mouth because it's been implied that he is no longer a leader. Right. Also, they keep talking about Quinn like she's, like, a trophy. Like, if you are the popular boy in school, you get to be dating Finn. Once again, reminding us that sometimes Glee doesn't think of women as people. Quinn is a status symbol, didn't yes. you know? She's not a person. It, no, like, if you are the quarterback, it actually just comes with your perks package. But we end up back in the science room where we have all of our private moments. I'm beginning to think there isn't an astronomy class at McKinley High, <laughs> and that this is just an empty classroom where they leave it for people to have private moments in. I, I will say I right. really enjoyed the artwork that was on the blackboards behind them, and I may have also taken a screenshot of just the one where it's like yes. the various planets coming together and exploding which you see behind sam and quinn right before he decides to get down on a knee, one knee and be like let me make a life choice hello yes. this is <laughs> this is the part where glee just really caters to teenagers in middle america like mm. he really said this is for the christians yeah and- i'm not gonna make you do anything Quinn, I just want to be there for you. I want to move heavy things for you. I want to make you lunch. And I'm just like, these are things I would love someone to tell me. Yes. And that's the thing. Because 30 seconds ago, he was in the locker room being a total dickwad. And now he's like, surprise. Now I'm just a nice boy. Yeah. I'm a nice Christian boy. Meanwhile, (gasps) I'm I'm Quinn in that moment with just arms akimbo going, what are you, six? I mean, fair. (laughs) Fair. Um, and it, and um, it's not a yes or a no, it's a maybe. I mean, she does um, drop the figure that they've known each other for six weeks, which does yes. make this whole thing really unhinged. And the fact that they aren't even actually, like, officially dating. At best, they're seeing right. each other. Yeah, this isn't he's like, he I down. love you. Mm. I believe his exact words initially were like, I love you, and I think I want to marry you. That's why I have. And then reveal, ring. Which I think was actually a pretty tasteful ring, given he's a high school boy. So did it come in, a, like, some sort of jack-in-the-box situation? Yes. Um, he won it in a gashupan machine, for sure. 
Yeah. I'm not hip. I don't know what that is. It's a Japanese capsule vending machine. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> I haven't yes. been outside in like two years. I just think I hate the concept of promise rings. And it does like. Me yeah. too. I don't. I don't like that. Because it's, it's something for children, that it, but it's it's like a fun game for children, but playing with concepts that are much too large for children to be thinking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. it reminds me of purity rings. I know they're not the same thing, but I just like had flashbacks to early Jonas Brothers with all this. I mean, I... So... Was this around the Jonas Brothers? It was slightly like, after. Heyday? Because Jonas Brothers probably was like 07, 08. Mm-hmm. At their, yeah, at their I height. definitely used to conflate the two in my mind. Yeah, one just says you won't have sex, and one says you're going to get married to that person, presumably so you can have sex. Eventually. Until then, it's just butt stuff. Yes. (laughs) Then we get Finn and Kurt in the hallway. Why did he say that's why we feed them glitter? Oh, because Finn says to Kurt, like, oh, don't you think having 300 live doves released will be messy? And Kurt, being too extra, says, no, we'll just feed them glitter, so when they shit all over the floor, it'll be glitter. Kurt doesn't understand See, animal sciences. I also thought maybe it was because, like, if they exploded, they oh, would no. explode glitter. Oh, no. Like uh, that scene in Shrek. Dark. Yeah. Uh, um, you mean the one where Fiona's singing to the bird? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back to Shrek. It always does. It does. I love it. Um, um, Kurt makes a solid Fleetwood Mac joke, saying that he, he planned so many weddings because his Power Rangers got together and divorced so many times they were like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it all just comes back to Finn wants to be a leader. Yeah, and helping with this wedding will make him be a leader. It does look like Finn takes drugs in the middle of this scene because he's pouting about the wedding, says he wants to be a leader, and then Kurt is like, don't worry, you will just dance at the wedding and it will show everyone that you're, and I quote, stud. And right. You'll be right. a leader again. And then Finn's eyes like light up like this is the best news he's ever heard. And he smiles, like, kind of too big with his mouth and walks away. And I'm like, is he actually happy? Or is he just... Did did Cory Monteith forget how to act? It's a little bit of both. Yeah. I feel like it's literally that Pavlovian response that we talked about last season where you were like, he's kind of the... He's like the kid where he'll do anything if you call him a chicken. Yeah. I liked that um, when when Kurt goes through the wedding, like, itinerary, he he's like, yeah, so first... Um, this is going to happen, then you're going to walk your mom down the aisle, and then we're going to do the following things, and then none of those things actually happen Yeah, and I'm just, in the actual mm, wedding. And I have feelings um, about that. And then his, it's like, yeah, dancing with your mom is going to make you a stud, and I think the reason Finn buys into that, he's like, no, I'm a bad dancer, and everyone knows that. And Kurt's like, we're going to fix it. And that is where he's like, yeah, we're going to fix it, and then I'm going to be a stud who knows how to Sorry, my mom just texted me. It's like, <laughs> then we're going to be a stud who knows how to dance with his mom. Um, yeah, because nothing says studliness like hanging out with your mom in high school. Yeah, I don't care how cool Carol is. I would hang out with her. But she's not my mom, which is why it's okay. Yes. Right. Um, but then we just have Karofsky doing some drive-by threatening. It's and, like, um, pretty scary. It's yeah. pretty scary. And like, thank fucking Christ, Will actually sees this. Yeah. And does something because they're because then they do end up in Sue's office and like it sucks because like Will just I mean uh, Sue just can't do anything because a student scares you. It's like is uh, the way that she puts it's like it. Like Biggins always said, her hands are tied. Yes, <laughs> but I hate that like there's just no 
bullying policy? Yeah. I think there is, but it's like you have to have... It's like with um, stalking, in a way. You, okay. It's really hard, hard to, like, put someone in prison or whatever for stalking, but once they do something violent, you're like, oh, okay, now we have something. Right, so if um, Karofsky punched Kurt, then they could be like, by the way, it wasn't just him punching me, he's also been emotionally terrorizing me. Yeah, for- but yeah. he's all, but he's always been shoving Kurt. No like, there's always been a shove, and there are other people that have witnessed this. Right, and as Sue said, that's where the, oh, I didn't mean to shove him, where these hallways are right. so okay, thin, you're right. excuse you're comes right. in, which she then says is an excuse she's used herself, <laughs> because... Sue acknowledges that she is herself a bully. Yes. Right. It's only okay when um, Sue does it. On the way out, Kurt does call her out for her bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Sue gives him a new nickname um, instead of Lady, um, which was the now. aforementioned bullying. Porcelain. Her, 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 the options she provided were Gelfling, Porcelain, or Tickle Me Joe Face. Yes. Um, um, I would have gone for Gelfling. Yeah, I also would have gone for Gelfling. I would have gone for Tickle Me Doe Face. <laughs> Ian never change. Um, <laughs> Back at you, boo. Some. Um, <laughs> um, so Sue says you can have one of these new nicknames. He chooses porcelain, and slight spoilers, Sue will call him porcelain for the rest of the series. Oh, I love it. it. That will be the um, only name in which he is referred. I to think by. it's also the only consistent thing about her character. Exactly. I'm gonna say one of the rare bits of consistency on this show. Exactly. Um, I love Jane Lynch so much. She was like doing this while she was also being. Um, the mom on Criminal Minds, uh, what's mm. his face? Reed, yeah, okay, Spencer. Nice. So she's like Spencer's mom who has uh, schizophrenia and is like going through a lot of stuff and she's just like so good. And then she's in this show being a sassy bitch. And uh, I love Jane Lynch. She's, <laughs> she's wonderful. Our queen. Yeah. We, so because no one's going to do anything, it turns out Rachel is going to head up the anti-bullying league. I feel like um, this was fully just an excuse for Rachel to be able to flex on the other girls that she's dating a football player, despite the fact I that mean, they hang out literally all the time. Yes, mm-hmm. but I do. I love this scene for like whatever reason. Like maybe it was just like the acting and the timing because like because like they do the flex of like no, we're all dating football players, which is hilarious to think about that everybody in the theater troupe is dating a football player who's also in um, the theater troupe. Let's be yeah. clear. also in the theater troupe. Um, and then, like, it was just really good um, repartee between, like, like Quinn and Santana. It's like, technically you're dating Puck. No, she's getting naked with Puck. Yes. And, like, are you, wait, are you an already dating now? Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. A plus, also, A plus scene work. When Brittany goes, like, behind Quinn to Tina and is like, when you're fooling around, does he just lie there? <laughs> Which is both... It's both. If it were from anyone else, it would just be any other character. But because it's her, she makes it work for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love her. I also love that Tina gets a line, even though it is only to point out that Puckerman is uh, on probation. probation. Yeah, my yes. prediction that uh, Puck being in juvie was a one-off episode joke has been proven wrong because it does keep coming up at least a little bit. Half a but- point for Glee. One half of a point, <laughs> and a point away from me apparently for making assumptions about Glee. <laughs> <laughs> oh no how could you <laughs> yeah right but yeah um and like and the whole thought behind this is that like since they're all dating a football team member mm-hmm. they can all use their their standing together to create a defense for kurt and they can all have kurt's back yes no like i get the sentiment i don't understand logistically how it would work 
just because they just form a circle around Kurt whenever he's walking, right. and it's just like this kind of like militia like tactic. A s- right, essentially, like what I imagine was like if they're all like in the hallways together, then like the one dude can't ta- like can't, can't attack. fuck with the one dude. Yeah, <laughs> the one dude can't attack. Sure. Um, then, but we also have like like Mercedes is usually with Kurt. Yeah, sure. and these things still happen. Um, I I like the idea. I like that they ca- they cared enough to talk about it. I think that they need to think through the process a little bit better. Yeah, the logistics yeah. aren't really their um, strong suit. Yeah, you would think for people who do show choir and need to think about stuff like choreography costumes and travel to their shows, <laughs> they, they would be better. This, whoever is doing, like, staging for them is working so hard with no credit. It's probably Becky. Becky actually secretly yeah. runs the school. I believe that. Uh, the Becky supremacy. I love um, Becky. God bless. We cut back to Sue, because um, nothing is too good for Sue Sylvester. Mm-hmm. And then enter Carol motherfucking Burnett. <laughs> Ian, thoughts? I mean, I was very happy to see her there. And then my 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 joy kind of dissipated the more we went into this episode, because I feel like I don't know, something about, maybe it was just the mood I was in when watching it. I was like, I don't feel like they really used Carol Burnett to the fullest of what she can do. Um, Yeah, they did not. And, like, it's kind of funny. It's, like, on paper, it's funny to be like, oh, Carol Burnett is Sue Sylvester's mother, is Jane Lynch's mother. That's fun. Yeah, when you say that out loud, that's a good, yeah, of course. That's a great premise. But, like, I don't know, like, something about this was missing. And I don't know if I can articulate it, but something, like, she enters with like, yeah, we finally caught the last Nazi, and I'm like, LOL, you uh, thought that's a bummer, because try living in 2021, yeah. motherfucker. Um, and now, and now she can come back and be a mother, and I'm like, that's sad. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like I feel like because from the jump it sets her up to kind of be a shitty person, and like that's not what you want to see from Carol Burnett, and maybe that's why I'm just like, no, don't do this. I guess um, it's like the plot of like the episode being like bullies and like Sue, who is our our top bully at McKinley. It turns right. out is only is a bully because she came from a, a bully. She household, was bullied. Yes, yeah. hurt people. Hurt so, people. Yes. Yeah, which which I understand, but it's one of those things where you come back to oh, an explanation, not an excuse. Yes. And the whole Nazi thing is it like okay, controversial take. The Nazi thing rubbed me the wrong way, just a little bit, and maybe it's because we live in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, where no. there is no last Nazi. There's just a whole lot of new Nazis. There's just new Nazis. Right. Yeah, it's one um, of those jokes that yeah. really doesn't feel good anymore because, you know. Right. I'm pretty thing. sure at the time I also was like, mm, weird feeling here. Don't know why, but I was too young to articulate it. Now I'm still, like, not completely able to, but it was just very flippant. Yes. And I understand that it, the intent is just to be like, oh, look, she was out doing big, good things mm-hmm. in the world, but it still meant she was a shitty mom. And, like, it's, we're not supposed to overanalyze yeah. the whole thing. But then they keep on talking about it. And right. the whole, like, the various jokes they make. I eh. yeah. my, uh, my Jewish heart was just kind of like, this is awkward and uncomfortable. And I don't think it helped. That I think Ryan Murphy also wrote this episode. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, ooh, Ryan Murphy. Oh, God, no. You don't need to. Yeah, I'm guessing it was probably, like, because way back in season one, I think, Sue mentions that her parents were famous Nazi hunters, and we were probably all yes. supposed to be like, haha, Sue That's exaggerating, like, 
that can't be what her parents probably just were mundane and she thought they were Nazi hunters and now it's like the payoff of no that's actually yeah. what they were doing but they really do drive it home and sensitivity to Judaism isn't really top of the list of Glee's strengths really right. would never have guessed never at all considering Jacob Ben Israel and uh Rachel and Puck both being canonically Jewish and still being like, woo, Christmas, whenever they have to do a Christmas episode. I'm like, bitch, there are Hanukkah songs. Just do one. Then we're back in the hallway. Oh, wait. And, and oh, wait. Finn, Hold oh, on. Yes, go. Um, Carol please. Burnett insists. I don't actually remember what name they gave Carol Burnett. It's Doris. I don't either. Her oh, name I, is Doris. Okay. that's a... Which I only saw in like a, a subtitle. But she says that she's here to sing at Sue's wedding. Yes. Um, This is very important to her. And she said that Sue used to only listen to Appalachian murder ballads, which I did love that. I line. do need to look great. up later because that sounds like exactly my shit. <laughs> Spotify will have you covered. So now we're back in the um, hallway post Appalachian. Now we're back murder in the ballad. hallway. Um, it turns out Finn doesn't want to fight Karofsky because it may sabotage the team. Um, and Finn's all like, "Well, I can help you more if I stay on top as like the." Here it is. Leader. Yeah. I was going to say, take a shot every time we say leader. Um, God. I, oh, my God. Should we have been doing shots this whole time? No. We'll get there. <laughs> I have to work um, tomorrow. I'd be, I'd be dead. And then this is an instance where I actually agree with Rachel because Rachel comes in and goes, I'm pretty disappointed in you because you should be helping out this dude that is now officially going, going to be your, to be your brother. stepbrother. Yeah. yeah. But like, you're, you ha- like, you're choosing football over human decency, which means right. you're choosing like popularity over being a decent person. But it's okay because then we have an entire locker room fight with everybody versus Karofsky except Kurt, um, except Finn. And Puck, but P- Puck is there looking shocked about it. I think I Puck, Puck is there, there being like, Puck shows up later, I think. He's like in the room, look, he's in the room like where Sam gets decked, but to show that he would have helped, but he can't because of legal reasons. So. Yeah. His lawyer oh, won't right, right, let right, right. him yeah. um, do a thing. What I took away from this scene was it's confirmation that Karofsky is a football player, not a hockey player, like they said way back in episode two or whatever. He has officially okay. been recanoned as a football player because that's is it fine. possible? You Sorry, you both? go. I don't know how sports yeah, seasons it... work. I don't. I don't either. But is it possible he could play both? Because I feel like he has a lot of anger issues and he needs more than one, <laughs> one sport, sport in which to express them. So it's always annoying because back in season one, when. Finn was on the football team and, like, walking around in his jersey. Karofsky and that other 35-year-old were, like, bullying him for being Glee, but they, and then they were like, oh, man, but you guys play hockey, like, so some derogatory joke about hockey. And since then... Blah, 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 Canadians. Since then, it's never been, like, changed that he was actually on the football team, but I was like, I'm pretty sure he plays football with them. And it turns out he does, so either they just don't care to explain it, I'm thinking too much about it, but... Still. No, I Still. think I think they're just like, what is a sport that involves physical like altercations that we can put this kid in that's not wrestling because that's too on the nose yes. and too homoerotic. Hockey's pretty homoerotic. Yeah. I, so is football. I did. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, Look, least homoerotic sport. Ex- go. <laughs> sports are excuses for men to hug each other. Did you say the least homoerotic sport? Yes. Basketball. I was going to go tennis. I was going to say curling. Oh, okay. We all Ooh, have very okay. different memories <laughs> of what sports are. You're, you're right. Tennis is pretty boring. Like, I Nothing, feel like you can't have yeah. emotions and play tennis. 
You, right. you have to grunt, though, mm. but you can't grunt too much because then you get, like, fined yes. now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Most um, team sports are more homoerotic. Yeah. Because you have to be well, with yeah. the team. Maybe bobsledding. Um, <laughs> um, but Be- Coach Beast uh, breaks up this um, this fight, and then we cut back to the Glee Club classroom, of course, because that's where we just do our learning now. Yeah. Because there is no school, there is only no Glee school, Club. No school, only Glee. Sorry, this is just because I, I've jumped into this now, like, mid-season two, yep. having barely remembered what I've watched in previous decades. Yes. Um, is Glee supposed to be an after-school activity? We don't know. <laughs> Jury's out Sometimes on that. Sometimes I think it was originally, but now I think it's just like, oh, it's your free period. It seems to me that Glee Club happens, is always happening and never happening at the same time. So it's like yes. Schrodinger's class? Schrodinger's Glee Club, yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> we have Chekhov's Confetti Cannon and Schrodinger's Glee class. I love it. Um, because if it's at, cause there's always just a sea of extras like walking around. back and forth yeah. in the background. And meanwhile, none of them are like, what the fuck is happening in there, and why are they all so loud? You could just um, be in Glee whenever you want. If you're in history class and you're assigned it's time for Glee Club, that's when time it is. It's, it truly is the room of requirement of this universe. Yeah. So they're comforting Sam, because Sam took a punch to the face, courtesy of Karaski. And he's the captain now. Yes, it turns out that's some <laughs> real leader material. Yeah. Yeah, getting hit in the face, because you don't block it. And well. everyone just well, rags on Finn, because they're like... They all make an effort to be yeah. like, yeah, good job, everyone, except Finn. Where were you, bitch? <laughs> yeah, like, like, wow, Finn, you should have really been in charge of this whole fight, because it's your brother. I feel kind of bad for Finn in this instance, because, like, yes, I guess, but also, like, no. Right. <laughs> yes, he should have st- stood up for Kurt more, but also he doesn't necessarily have to do that with fisticuffs. Yeah, we got I don't know how else he would necessarily, but... A stern talking kind of to, to him. One? Well, okay, my my older brother did do that to my school bully. <laughs> did it work? Okay. In, not in the way he intended. What he ended up doing was taking that kid aside and having a stern talking to with him. <laughs> and then later, um, that kid came over and was like, did you, did you send your brother to beat me up? And I was like... He didn't, did he? And he's like, no, he's like the gentle giant. And I was like, God damn it, he's useless. So we bonded over that. That's, That's actually the best possible outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And then we just kind of ignored each other for the rest of it. He's shown up on dating apps for me a few times, which I find hilarious. Ter- that Amazing. is a terrifying experience. I love it. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But who cares about any of this, guys? Because we got a wedding to prepare for. Yes. Also, oh, a wedding. New, uh, new segment I'm introducing today. It's called yes. Sweater Watch. Today, Artie's wearing a sweater with a moose on it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I uh, would 100% I... wear the sweater that Artie is wearing. Uh, it is big autumnal vibes. Also, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed to be fall and glee right now. I think you're right. And it's not cheerleader turtleneck weather, so. Well, I thought that Kurt said it was winter because the colors he chose were russet and cognac, which are both brown, because um, they're winter no, wedding they, colors. They said autumnal afterwards, because... Uh, he, yeah, he, they said they were autumnal colors, so I'm assuming it's it's November-ish, based on... Fair enough. I genuinely hope this podcast can get to the point where we just sell moose sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> Our merch is just fully, like, Adirondack vibes, like... Yes. <laughs> I would um, buy it. We cut to uh, the stage, I guess. Yeah, we're at the auditorium now. And uh, Carol Burnett is into Will. That's wild. 
and um, I get who says, "Well, Mr. Piano Man, I owe you an apology." Sue says that to Brad because they're all so, gathered here waiting for Carol Burnett to enter. So what I stupidly, I guess, looked at the internet and found um, a trivia about that. Apparently, there's a bit before that that was cut where sue talks to brad and is like i thought you were an actor playing a pianist and he goes no i'm a pianist playing an actor <laughs> that's yeah funny. and so that was cut and that's when she apologizes Aww. to him why they didn't just cut that and just have carol just for brad. yeah honestly that was probably a little too meta for them at this point in glee glee wasn't ready for meta oh, this is too meta <laughs> yes but that that one um, is but um but it's our, it's our first, first song. song and they chose oh. like one of the most, like, I would say one of the top ten most obscure Broadway show tunes of all time, which is this Why Oh Why Oh Did I Ever Leave Ohio song from fucking Wonderful Town, which I guess is for the theater hipsters. What, what is that? It's, yeah, I've never, I don't, never I assumed Wonderful one. Town was a band when it said, like, it started and said Ohio by Wonderful nope. Town in my captions. It is a show oh, that got a revival in, like, the aughts, I think, um... And, like, I, all I know is that, like, a pair of sisters moves from Ohio to, I guess, New York. I don't know anything else that happens in it. Um, I just know that there's that song where they lead. sing this lament about why did I leave Ohio, which in this case is relevant because Carol Burnett left Ohio mm-hmm. to hunt Nazis. Um, so, you know, we just really did our stretching there. Um, and then there's another one where, like, uh, the main character, like, I don't know, Sykes up a crowd, and they, they performed it on a Tony Awards at one point. I, I can't tell you much more than that. Okay. This does feel like, once again, they put into Google song about Ohio, and they were like, God, there's like, already wow, one written for us. Would love it. Didn't Bowling for Soup do a song about Ohio? Um, yes. But I, yeah, they should have done that one. But it's like, um, come back to Texas, maybe. So Something like that. Oh, you're right. That doesn't But work. Ohio is in um, it. Bowling for Soup loves Ohio. Yeah, um, the only reason I ask is because the only reason I didn't fast forward through it is because I had to do this podcast. I don't blame you. Um, I love Jane Lynch, love Carol Burnett, did not find this song particularly, um, enjoyable to listen to. It it was not. It's probably, like, technically good, but it was just dull. It was dull. I guess, like, Ohio. Much like Ohio. I liked one part of this, which is that there's, like, this instrumental part in the middle where they have a little back and forth patter which yeah. was clearly yeah. written, like rewritten to be this and i just love a good had a good beat to it the rest of it was no I w- yeah it was a, a very dull song done well enough because it had that like that banter and that um like yes. vaudevillian vibe just not the right song i um, don't think there's a yeah. song called massachusetts so there is it's yes. by uh, Amanda Palmer. And oh, dear. there's a <laughs> well, song. Well, Massachusetts Avenue. There's a song in Little Women about Massachusetts. Mm. Oh, again, there's don't know my whole don't know a whole lot about that musical either. Just know that there's a song about Massachusetts. There's a song by Fountains of Wayne um, that's specifically about like the area that I live in. Nice. They don't mention anything of it by name, but if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Listen to I don't. I don't know where you the area I live you live in. in Western don't... Massachusetts. But then we got Kurt teaching the men how to dance, um, and Brad is also just there. Um, well, someone has to play the piano. Someone has Kurt to. Play yeah, the they piano. can't just have a recording. Kurt asks his dad what their first dance song is going to be, and his answer is "Stairway" or "Buble," which, as I said, the two genders. <laughs> 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 That's the gender binary. Yeah, you're either stairway or buble. <laughs> I'm 
sorry. Oh, what happens if you have a mashup? You're you're a cover of Stairway. You're Michael Bublé singing a cover of Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> That's just saying gender is a spectrum, exact- and you can have mashups. Exactly. Yeah. That is truly. <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh I love that. Um, but, yeah, but Finn doesn't feel comfortable dancing just as Karofsky appears and, like, just to be a little homophobic for as a treat, I guess. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Kurt, and then, like, so it's like the weird limp thing. Yeah. Which, I lived in a But world... he does it in such a way that's like, also, I'm a Victorian lady waiting for you to kiss my hand in greeting. I mean, you know. canonically. Mm, I, I, I guess, canonically, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, it's just, I live in a world where the limp wrist has been so, like, t- taken back by, yeah. by the gays that I'm like, oh, right, that used to be something Canonically. 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 <laughs> no, well, at this point, we know Karofsky's gay, so it's like, he technically, True, it technically does belong to be... Well, we know that he's curious. I'm not sure where, we, like, we know that they kiss, yes, right? He, or he forced himself on Kurt, let's He has real. not labeled himself as anything but a bully. Right. Yeah. Like sure. at this point, Karofsky's not going to be at the Doja Cat concert, like hitting hitting the beat, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like he's not he's not watching RuPaul's Drag Race yet. No. Yet. But then we have Kurt finally telling Bert what's going on. Oh my God, Kurt with his dad sense, where Kurt's like, "Oh, that guy's been bullying me," and Kurt and Bert is and like, "Bert just there's more." Freaking loved it. More. Loved it. And then Kurt is like, finally says like out loud that he threatened, like he's gotten a death threat from Karofsky, and Bert's like off like a shot. Off like a shot. Freaking loved it. Into Sue's office. No, he goes and bodies Karofsky. Yeah. Right, yes, yeah, sorry. He puts him against the bulletin board. Yes, I jumped ahead. Because that's what's up today. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Wait. <laughs> Pitting a man against a bulletin board is an excellent visual joke that Ryan Murphy should not get credit for. Oh, I don't think he did. Good. He doesn't <laughs> I don't think he did it intentionally at all. The only intentional things he did are like Sue, Sue Jason. Yes. Um, but then, yes, it does end up in... yeah. And, like, even Bert calls out Finn, like, where the hell, like, what the hell have you yeah. been doing? Um, no, that's not, pursu- he's not a leader anymore. He's not a leader. Yeah. Um, How dare. Very dare. And everyone hashes it out, but, like, oh, because this is where Karofsky's dad is actually in the office with them. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and, like, I, I'm very interested in this because Karofsky's dad is just kind of on the surface in this scene, just, like, very even keeled. Mm-hmm. He seems super reasonable, which makes me think that he's a monster at home. That's yes. what I'm thinking. That's and the energy the, for but sure. But at the same time, he's noticing, like, you haven't been yourself. Your grades have gone down. Like, what's happening? And even throughout all of this, Kurt manages to not out Karofsky, which yes, good which, for Which Kurt. is so lovely of him yeah. and unnecessary. The, <laughs> other, the other thing I wanted to note is, like, I know Karofsky is supposed to be – we're coming back to Judaism. Sorry, folks. <laughs> It's my this is my usual guest duties to be the resident Jew, even though I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, so his dad, the way he says, like, what do you say to that, David? Just like something like in his tone is just so stereotypically Jewish dad mm. huh. that it just like it like I felt it. And I had to pause for a moment because I was like, I'm pretty sure we're setting up his dad to be a monster that's, at some point. That's what I was but expecting. right now, his dad seems really, really kind and like a good dad who notices shit about his child. I was half expecting us to cut away to like the like, home life and yeah. seeing the repercussions of this. Right. And we yeah. never, I mean, not spoiler alert, we never do in this no. episode. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm hope like I don't remember what happens. I'm hopeful his dad remains chill. Um, it's not the last we see of his dad. Okay. okay. I don't quite remember though when that comes back. Or possibly sure. cough syrup. Maybe. Yeah. Unclear. Um, but yeah, so Sue ends up expelling Karofsky because she finally does her job as a principal after being called out. Um, then we cut to yeah. San- unless they appeal. Unless yes. they appeal at the school board meeting. Um, but we don't spend too much time on that because we go right to Santana helping Finn tie a tie. Yeah, it's um, immediately wedding time. It's like, immediately yeah, wedding but, time. So I have multiple questions. Yes. One, how long has it been for Kurt to plan this wedding? Because it feels like a day and a half. It's like a week at most, right? We've all, yeah. I mean, we've established on our podcast that time doesn't exist in the Glee world, so yeah, it could be any time. They've stepped into the wedding planning wormhole. And yes, and, and like, this includes that all the Glee girls have been custom fitted for like matching dresses, but not totally matching. It's like they did the color palette thing. Yeah. There's, like, a fully decorated venue. There's a church. Like, it's all... That's a lot of work. There's a hot reverend. Yeah, is, okay. Did you note reverend. how hot the reverend is? <laughs> I did. Is? My literal... I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up. But, yeah, that's the hottest priest I've ever seen. Like... Yes. Well, okay, so I have to make... To push back a little bit on that. Because if you... Did you watch um, Fleabag? Fleabag season two? I did yes. not watch Fleabag. Okay. God, uh, that is such that a hot That is the priest. quintessential hot priest. Okay, so... Yeah. Justice for hot priests. <laughs> I mean, we can call him hot reverend, because I don't think he's technically a priest. I sure. truly don't know the difference. So. Me neither. I'm not sure either. I think one of them has to do with you can have kids, and one is like you can't I have think a kids. reverend's more permissible. I think right. you can yeah. do more when you're like a reverend. Like reverends can have... Like reverends have families. Yes. Okay, um, then... Probably perfect. a reverend. All right. Sure. Well. Um, because this reverend fucks. Um... I hope for his sake. <laughs> he, and better. everyone else's, frankly. <laughs> Spread those genetics. Yeah. Um, but, and like, and like Santana is talking to him about like, well, you could have just told people that we slept together because then you'd be cool again. Yeah, but... truly the callback that we didn't really like it's just sprinkled in there of like don't forget yeah. that they slept together it's it's truly peppered in i forgot about that that's why they Me put too. it in this episode yeah. so and you remembered right spe- and like, that's good writing <laughs> yep we won't go that far <laughs> and like for and and of course they can't he can't say that because like we have to cut to rachel berry admitting that she and uh jonathan groff didn't in fact yes. have sex and like now they can both just save themselves for each other and finn not denying it just goes awesome and then they continue making out yes well because finn they lied to each other way back when when rachel yes. was like i did have sex and finn was right. like i didn't and so now right. he's caught in a lie where rachel is like admitting her lie but he can't go the other way because then he'll look like a jerk an asshole oh yeah um man if there's one thing finn can't do it's look like a jerk yeah however he does like tell santana to back off of rachel in this and like that's i did appreciate that like i do i do appreciate when we get like finn is a good guy scenes right because he's supposed to be a good guy because he's supposed to be writing it yeah right um one thing i noticed when she's putting his tie on is that that was a a tie that's like a slip Mm -hmm. like it has it has like a yeah it's a clip-on yeah it's a clip-on tie um I used to work as a cocktail waitress. Yeah. We had clip-on ties. You sh- he should not need like... help with that. It's very easy. Yeah. Um, well, this is where we remember that Finn is not the brightest. Yeah, he doesn't know his left from his right. Um, and he's really, really, really good at failing up. Mm-hmm. Yes. As this is right as a white man. Yes. He's living the dream. But then we have 
What I think might be one of my favorite numbers of the series so far. Yeah? Yeah. That's fair. Really? That's I, cute. That's so cute. Well, because it's this fun. number was just so fucking adorable. Like, this truly had, like, let's put aside all of our differences and come together to put on we're this show We're coming together energy. for love. And we're coming together for love. Like, everyone rock, walking down the aisle with their, like, individual solo lines got me. I love, I just, I, I don't know why Will was there, but fine. Um, and, like, it's a, and it's even more hilarious because half the song is about them getting drunk and being reckless. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny to watch canonical teenagers to, singing like, sing. this Bruno Mars song. Right. And it's yeah. fun. Like, it's, I mean, I, I have thoughts on Bruno Mars, but this song was a lot yes. of fun. Super well done. Everyone sounds great. Um, yeah. Like, I could just, like, gush about it for. A so while. they're doing Bruno Mars's Marry You. Yes. And what they're doing is they're just. Hey guys, remember in 2009 when Jim and Pam got married and The Office did the same thing, which they yeah. were basing on that other viral video? That's just, it's just the same joke a full year later. <laughs> I'm cool with it, though. It worked for me. It was very cute. It's cuter on Glee than it was on The Office, and I know because I went and watched a clip from The Office right after this. Sure. Okay, this is where I admit that I've never watched The Office. I love it. It's Jim great. and Pam get married, spoiler alert, and um, for some reason their co-workers... Dance down the aisle to "Forever" by Chris Brown. Oh yeah, that's oh, what that, it was. Oh, that that aged well, I'm sure. It did not. Um, <laughs> at least this <laughs> one's like, well, Bruno I mean, Mars. This, I mean, the scene is very cute. It is. Art, it is. Artist aside, the scene is very cute. Yes, it's cute, and like everyone's having a good time. Everyone sounds great. I do, I, I do think it's overdone because it is from a viral video in 2009 of people dancing sure. down the aisle, but. It's better. I liked this one well enough. Right. My cold dead heart was like, okay. I think they did yeah, well enough it, to make it their own. Mm-hmm. It gave me like a few warm fuzzies, which honestly is the least you can ask for for this sort of thing. Like, I just want Bert and Carol to be happy, and if this makes them happy, sure. I mean, their speeches. Ugh. Also Those got did me. Game. Like and how they're all about Kurt. Yes. I mean. That I mean that that <laughs> took me so out of sweet. it. But no, like the speeches were super sweet, especially Bert's, because he was the one that was like, "Well, I was in love with this woman. We had a son. Like, she died. But sometimes, like, God open, uh, God closes a door. He opens a window. And this time, God kicked down a whole damn wall. And I yeah. was like, this is great. Yeah, this that is was so cute. sweet. Um, Carol's was very poorly written just because it was all about Kurt growing up to be a man. And that's like, okay, not what you should. Not, yeah. This had nothing also, to do with Bert. Yeah. I love Carol. Her eye makeup bothered me so much. Yes, yes. Kurt would never let Kurt her go down never. the aisle like that. That is the most out of character thing Kurt has ever done. Yeah, they did Carol dirty. Um, and by extension, Ryan Murphy. Yes. <sighs> I have. Oh, you're right. You're right. I have two thoughts that I just realized I wrote down about the walking down the aisle sequence. One, so the first people out are Finn and Rachel, of course, which canonically makes sense because Finn is the son of the groom. But then yes. they're followed by Sam and Quinn. And yeah, that was weird. And then it's Kurt and Mercedes. I'm like, very rude to send Kurt out <laughs> third in his own father's wedding. Like, it should minimally let him go second. Also, right. it's because he was too busy getting everyone else to yes. hit their mark. Also, sure. at the end, they all do, um, they walk down all together and they're all doing the crank that from Soldier Boy. Yes. And I was yes, like, they they're, doing? they're doing like this. And I was like, stop. We can't do this. Uh, yeah, no, I say keep going. You're doing terrific, no. sweetie. <laughs> there is no world in which we need to be looking at anyone doing the crank that, let alone a group of white glee club kids. They should not my be cranking one, it. 
my one question was like do do Bert and Carol not have friends that they want to be part of their wedding party yes that is the correct question to be asking and I guess sure. the answer is no Sucks. And they're like, no, we're doing this for the kids. Yeah. We just want them to have a really nice time at our wedding. Yeah, why well, have friends when you can have the fucking Glee Club? When you can have the the friends at best and acquaintances, really, of your of your <laughs> high school yeah, yeah, kids' be- friends. Yeah, yeah. Like I can understand Finn, Rachel, yeah, Kurt, Mercedes, but like even, maybe even maybe Tina, Tina. and Artie. Sam, yeah. there's no way Sam, who's only been at this school for, like, six, six weeks, weeks six has weeks. met Bert or Carol. Right. No, the only reason we include him is because he got a black eye yeah. defending Kurt. Right. That's why he got to go on second. Yes, because right. he's a leader. <laughs> They're like, we can't put you on first because that's because what... Because Finn will um, cry, but... Yeah, and we don't want him to ruin the makeup he's wearing. <laughs> well, then we cut right to the reception... And my first note here, okay, well, my first note here is just the subtitle, which was just Latin pop. And <laughs> my second title, my, my second note was, Will, get out of my buble. My, my note was trigger warning, Matthew Morris. <laughs> Mine is just Carol and Bert are super cute, but this wedding isn't about them. No, it's not. It's and not. It's like one thing for your son to be like, I want my high school glee club to perform as your band. It's a whole nother thing to be like, also, this middle-aged teacher of mine is going to perform your first dance song for hey, you, whether you like it or 30. not. he is 30. Okay. <laughs> and he's gonna die he at 60. Exactly. Um. <laughs> him, him performing Sway by Michael Bublé, a song I did not, if you had been like, hey, who sings this song? I would have been like, Ricky Martin. And <laughs> I would I not have it. said Michael Bublé. No, I was even afraid that it was going to be Save the Last Dance for Me, which is, like, it's not, like, one of my favorite songs of all time, but I love that song, and it holds a special place in my heart for some reason. I probably can't remember why. You know and a I lot was... more Michael Buble songs than I do. I do. I, I went through a Michael Buble phase. Um, that tracks. Yeah. But I was, like, afraid that that was going to be the song, and when it wasn't, I was like, okay, at least we have that. It's just another song that Michael Buble covered about dancing. Um... um this whole also Will Schuster singing this big Link Larkin energy. You can look at that man's yes. performance and be like, yeah. "You yeah. were in Hairspray, weren't you, buddy? You were Hairspray. Um, you you did." I the saw hair. him in Hairspray. Did you really? Oh my god! Yeah. How did I not know this? Was it good? Um, yeah, it was great. He, yeah. he was a no. great original cast Link Larkin. Yeah, and I I will forever love Marissa Jarrett Whitaker. So like, yes, with her goes my country. Mm. <laughs> yes. Then we have Finn doing a speech. Yeah, he does a nice um, speech about Kurt. He does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, it's not about mom and dad. I'm just saying, this is like a really, really nice, like, Kurt appreciation episode. Yes. Bad for um, a wedding, though. <laughs> I Well, obviously the parents are just like, you know what? We just want our boys to get along. But also, you know, like, if we were watching this, like, when it came out, like, I mean, maybe not us because we're a little older, but, like, for the teenage demographic, like... I'm sure every teenager was just like, yes, I see myself right there. And that's what makes this episode awesome. Sure. Like, like it is very sweet. It is sweet. Um, I just want to call out uh, when he's doing like the whole speech and he's talking about the combo nicknames. And he's like, you know, Rachel and me, we're Finchel. And when she was with Puck, it was Puckleberry, blah, blah, blah. Fandom shout outs, all the fan service. Yes. Right. And then he goes, and we're Furt. I'm like, Kin was right there. 
You're yeah. right. And they walked away from it. There's no way Ryan Murphy is smart enough about internet culture to know that he shouldn't do Kin because it would be fully a mistake, which means... I mean, it should be... I mean, it makes sense because they're family. Yeah. Right. But then when you bring other kin into it, yeah, I guess it is. You gotta watch out for those other kin. Um, <sighs> is that something that I don't know what you're talking about? Yes, and Ian, it's I a, beg yes. of you to stay stay pure. <laughs> it's okay. At some point I'm gonna do, um, like, a mini PowerPoint presentation about various fandom culture things, and I will invite you. We're gonna start with Harry Potter early 2000s cults. Ooh, good. Snape wives. Mm-hmm. That, but also not that. Oh, goodness. More than one. It gets worse. Oh, there are many. (gasps) I'm terrified of the Harry Potter fandom. Anyway, Ian, you feel free to Google what kinning is after this podcast and text me your findings. Um, The only reason I say kin is because it's another word for family, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. mishpacha. Yeah, I guess they were probably like, but fur, it sounds like fart, and that's a much better joke. That's funny, and that would be, that's that's definitely a thin game move. Yeah. Um, He wants to be first. First in fur. Right. Um, <laughs> but then they sing another Bruno Mars song. Yeah. This episode is 50% Bruno Mars. It's, I, 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 it is exactly 50% yeah. Bruno Mars. Do they have another song after this? Because I've only counted <laughs> no. three songs. Four. Four? There's four songs. There's what one the, more song. Um, apparently the other one is, so it's Ohio, Marry You, Sway, and Just the Way yeah. We literally just talked about that song and I already forgot about it. That's how. <laughs> well, that just shows how much you like yeah. it. Yeah, so in an episode that's 50% Bruno Mars, um, they sing the Pitch Perfect classic um yes you are. <laughs> i that's exactly what i thought too um also i noticed rachel doesn't know the dance does she not that <laughs> what I look back at it because there is a because she is fully in the back of this girl's gaggle yeah. and everybody else is doing different dance moves um hilarious um, that, but i thought it was very good use of this song very good functional use even though again it's not about the couple it is about kurt um, fine. Yeah. Um, Which is why I was somewhat surprised they didn't do a gender swap. Yeah, because... Like, they don't have to. But if they're but... singing it to Kurt, there is a lot of reference to the word girl in there. A lot. And yeah, Kurt sure. has made it very clear that that's not, like, that ain't him. He doesn't exactly. want to be called lady. He just said it a half right. an hour earlier. so... No, call him porcelain. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> porcelain, you're also, amazing. again, if this wedding has been planned in the time frame we think it is, when the fuck did all these Glee kids have time to rehearse this fully like choreographed oh, number uh during spanish of course during spanish yeah because there's you see that's when kurt has english right no spanish only glee but for, still still got me still oh got yeah me in my feels. I, I cried again oh yeah fully um, so and shout out to all the extras just living for it in the back like ryan murphy is hiring the best extras and then everyone dances yeah. together and yeah. like that was so cute yeah i feel like we were robbed of Finn walking his mother down the aisle, uh, because that is the kind of moment that gets me, like, two families joining in a later-in-life marriage. And also, I I feel like we were a little bit robbed of, um, we only saw a little bit of, like, uh, Kurt and Bert and, like, Carol and Finn dancing together, and I would have liked more Mm -hmm. of that. Like, we're all a big family now, let's be family, this isn't just the Kurt show, but all in all, I had more positive feelings than negative. Agreed. Yeah, when when Finn and Kurt did their like awkward yes. waltz in the middle, that was so that cute. That was so cute. Yes. And then when Bert was dancing with Kurt, I loved it. Yeah. I loved yeah. all of that. I'm like, give me like supportive parental figures who are responsible. I just like seeing people happy and they're having a good time at weddings. Right. Weddings it's are fun. fun. Yeah. Also, really short wedding. Yeah. Um. Side note: No Browns didn't notice no. any Browns. Oh no, no. There's only no. N- 
Neither a russet nor a cognac to be seen. No. Also, the cake was yellow. Ew. Mm, depressing. It wasn't horrible, but it was odd considering the rest of the color scheme was actually pretty nice. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate it. Oh, right. So I'm a graphic designer and I have to deal with color a lot. And I feel like that gives context to why I'm focusing <laughs> on it too much. You know, Kurt said a lot of things about wedding planning and he didn't follow through. That's, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, there were no doves. Mm. There was no dove no doves. poo. <laughs> I'm just imagining that chaos. Um, yeah, so also because there was just two fully choreographed musical numbers, my final note on the wedding sequence is, this is going to be my wedding, isn't it? Yes. Um, mm. Ian, if someone uh, can come into my wedding and be like, this is a wedding for theater kids, you're fucked. You're just, <laughs> you're fucked. See, Karina, I hope you used this as the clip for promotion because your face when you just said you're fucked right now just told me everything <gasps> I needed to know about my future. They're going to walk in and be like, this man? This, this man, man knows how to tap dance. <laughs> Ooh. What if you tap dance down the aisle? I would pay you $100 if you tap dance down the aisle, Ian. Oh, man. I'll give it to you uh, up oh, front man. now. I'm... Con- oh, should I... Should I tell you my Glee wedding yes! story? Yes! Yes! Okay, so it's not as exciting as this wedding, of course, because nothing was choreographed, but my oldest brother, Jeff, and his now wife, Sarah, when they were getting married, I was a bridesmaid, which was quite lovely. Um, and Sarah was like, I don't really watch Glee, but I love this cover of Teenage Dream that's got Darren Chris singing, and she's like, I especially love this one bit where it like reaches a climax, whatever, and that's when I want to make my entrance. And we're like, okay, that's like five minutes into the song. <laughs> um, so, and there are only like four of us, so I guess we'll just walk really slowly. Oh my god. And we did practice. We tried really hard to like time it, but obviously during the actual processional, we went a little too mm. fast. So there's like this minute and a half, two minutes where I'm just kind of like dancing in place because what else are you going to do to Teenage it's Dream? True. Um, while we're waiting for like that one note to hit mm-hmm. and then the doors open and Sarah makes her grand debut and walks down the aisle beautifully, greets Jeff who is crying because he is a softie. Yeah. And it was freaking adorable. And obviously they're married. They're happy. They got a baby. Aww. His name is Maddie and he's six months old Aww. now. Um, but yeah, like that that is my my glee wedding connection and i'm sad that i couldn't join you for that episode because it would have been more appropriate but hey weddings the thinking about okay this is a slight fan fiction wedding tangent but thinking about how teenage dream is like the claim song right yes and people using it now proven as like a wedding entrance song so there's a thing that happens in fan fiction that sometimes annoys me where writers will like take a song that was used in canon and make it like show up for everything oh, which yeah. means someone has written i guarantee a like clean marriage fan fiction where that exact same thing happens where okay, where kurt is walking down the aisle to teen like and then he they, open, they walk down the aisle to teenage dream because of course they do because that's their song and people think that once couples have a song associated with them that's the only song they ever know there's no other songs <laughs> uh- so yeah, I just went on AO3 yes. <laughs> and looked up Clayne Teenage Dream. <laughs> There's a lot. I bet there There's is. A lot. I love this. There's <sighs> Teenage Dream and Piano Flirting, Learning to Love a New Teenage Dream. Do you want to be my Teenage Dream? Uh, I'm powerful now. <laughs> my power grows with every title you read. Ian, this is your future. <laughs> my Teenage Dream, comma, Glee. 
That one said fanfiction.net. Oh, so which like... is trouble. Um, yeah, like, I know you could read one and it would be like, Blaine's ringtone went off. It was Teenage Dream. Ew. <laughs> Although, I do want to point out the first one that came up is a Blaine Anderson, Sebastian Smythe. Um, mm-hmm. pairing, which is not what I was looking people for. People love, right, we'll, we'll get into this in the fanfiction episode, but people love the man who would eventually go on to play Fat Flash on the CW. Yeah, I do love that everyone who was in Glee at some point ends up in the DC television universe. Yes. I was watching Supergirl with my dad, then all of a sudden, Darren Chris shows up, and I'm like, Darren Chris, what are you doing here? And then I explained to my dad that, oh, he's from Glee, so is she. Also, she was married to that other guy. Clearly, it's the same universe. Um, and, yes. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we're done with the wedding now, sadly. No, we're not, because we have Sue's self-wedding. Yeah, I really wrote, wrote oh, right, Sue has a plot in this episode. I forgot about that, too, And already. I guess it's the same day as Bert and Carol's, because... Well, yeah. Yeah, because no one came to hers. Right. It must be at Bert and Carol's, because yeah. that one had drinks. Exactly. Oh, no. Doris says that was supposed to be the um, rehearsal? rehearsal. Yeah, there is a joke in this that I don't care for one bit, which is uh, Carol Burnett talking to Jean, uh, and Jean being like, "You really weren't around," and then Carol saying, "Oh, you didn't like the illustrated copy of Mein Kampf that I got you," which nope. yeah, was, that was super bad weird. on all fronts. Not did not like no. it. Did not like it. Um, it feels like not only is it an uncomfortable joke. Uh, it also feels like an oddly ableist joke, which I don't care for at all. Yeah. Interactive coloring book? It's just all of... The sorry. idea that Jean who, uh, would need an illustrated, like, picture book version of, sure. of this book. Okay. I probably... I guess, like, the... Mm. Yes, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I'm also just like, if you're hunting Nazis, why are you... <laughs> why yeah. are you doing anything with Mein Kampf? Exactly! Yeah. Bad that, all that's around. That's just completely... Yeah, bad that's... all around. I'm like, Doris, get your literature done. To be better. Right. I don't know, send her an illustrated copy of um, My f- Diary of Anne Frank. Right? Ooh, yeah. Terrible. That, I mean, that also, would be dark, but that would be, I mean, that would be uh, funnier because it would be more on brand. I or, can um, guarantee you there's an illustrated, ver- like there's a graphic novel version of the Diary of Anne Frank. Oh, totally. Right. Sue comes out in a tracksuit dress that 100% slaps. I loved it. Oh my God. I loved it. I wrote down Sue's dresses everything. It's everything. <laughs> It is I love her dress so much. She looks much. amazing. I love the neckline. I love how shiny it is. I love how it probably has pockets. Yes. And it's like giving you tracksuit, but while still giving you glamour. Yes. That is the kind of tracksuit dress you can wear to the Met. Yes, and it would be like, oh my god, she's doing it. She hit the theme. I don't know what the theme exactly. is, but she did it. Whatever, the theme is what, America? Whatever the theme if is. If someone this year had showed up <laughs> in that dress, I would have respected the hell out yeah. of them. And that's the that's the highlight of this scene. Yeah, because everything, everything else about, about this it is scene, about. I was like, I'm very emotional, but also mostly confused, and I don't really right. like what's happening. And it's like so, there's good stuff about like Sue calling her mom out for being a bully. Mm-hmm. There's good stuff about um, her sister being like, No, you weren't there. Like, what do you expect us to? How do you expect us right. to feel about you? Like, we've never seen you. Um, yeah, I also love that Jean is so short yes. in comparison to Jane Lynch that they are very rarely in frame together. You see the top of Jean's They've never head. been yeah. shown standing together before. Previously, yes. they've always been sat at a table or Jean was in bed, so you've never seen the full height difference, but it's so they cute. must have been like, oh, how do we film this? <laughs> they they could have just pulled back a little just bit. Just a little. Um, yeah. Just a little bit. Got a couple apple boxes. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I I loved with Sue doing her whole, like, Sue, do you take you, <laughs> Sue? Blah, blah, blah. It was, like, very TikTok. Yes. Yes. Before TikTok. Sue would be great yes. at TikTok. Sue would be she terrific would be. at TikTok. 
Don't worry, someday I'm sure Ryan Murphy will start it up again. We've already accidentally put that out into the universe. Yeah, we might have um, manifested that. We're sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I do think there is a great, um, well, you, uh, like, Carol Burnett wants to sing at the wedding, and Sue goes, well, you can go sing The Sound of Silence in your hotel room right now. That was so That's good. That was so good. Um, but followed by a terrible joke, which was, I was going to send you to Israel for your honeymoon. They love me there. Which was, I wrote that down, too, because I hated it. I hated it. Why'd they have to double down on that so hard? Just, I don't know. It got undercut for me immediately. Yeah. Yeah, I did not like that. But I also just, as we've discussed, did not like the whole, like, flippant Nazi hunting thing in general. No. Right. Because just, like, we, they, they can do better. There's other, yeah. like, equally as ridiculous jobs that Sue's mom could have had that didn't involve right. Nazism. She could have just been a bounty hunter. That would have been yes. amazing. I would have loved to see a very put-together Carol Burnett just being like, I was with Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'm right. sure that was a thing back I'm, then. Dog the Bounty Hunter jokes still land, I think, so we could have I we think so. Okay, good. <laughs> Universal truths. Yes. Um, then we have... Uh, uh, we're back in the hallway where important things happen because Quinn not only gives Sam Arnica, which is for his black eye, mm-hmm. um, Quinn also is just like, hey, I've been standing here for 30 seconds and you didn't notice I'm wearing your ring. Disgusting. Next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I guess and, Sam is no longer an asshole like he was in the beginning of this episode. He's cool now. He's just a cool, he's cool little now. man. And so, uh, therefore, Quinn breaks into Sam's locker, gets the ring, and my note is, that's nice. I was just gonna say, like, I enjoy the idea that Quinn could become, like, a, a cat burglar. Yes. Aww. She'd be good at heists. I would, I would watch Quinn doing heists with the Cheerios. Yeah. I kind of want to see, like, Diana Agron as Catwoman now. Ryan Murphy, get on that. I yeah, would, Ryan Murphy. That would have my full-throated support. Um, the only thing I really liked about this scene is after she walks away, uh, Sam does some very dorky little happy jumps. Which is the kind of character I want I him to like be. Dork Sam. Right. I want Sam, him to be dork a dork. A, yeah. Dork Sam works. Dork Sam works. I mean, eh, because you have like Puck can be the jerk, mm-hmm. Finn can be the idiot, and Sam can be the dork. Right. Sam's the one who knows how to speak Navi and has a very <laughs> large mouth, and you're just like, that's a nice man. Right. Until they change his character halfway through the episode because he, he needs to be whoever they need him to be. Sam is malleable. Yes. Sam is. That's that's why we introduced him. We introduced him to be what we want to be we needed, with his like. We need him to be man number three. Yeah, we need right. him to have a blonde, like bowl cut ish type mm-hmm. of thing. We yeah, we needed people to know that we understood how Justin Bieber existed. Bingo. Yeah, and they didn't want to hire a Canadian. Right, because that's just a lot one. of paperwork. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> You're yeah, right. They they do. Do. is Canadian. They could only do one Canadian. Because, you know, immigration. Honestly, right. probably. Uh, I mean, there. I don't know if this is the same with, like, SAG, but, like, if you try to hire international talent on, like, on Broadway, like, equity, like, puts you through the ringer. It was very hard to get Cory Monteith uh, into the States to work. Like, they had a hard right. time casting him in the first place, and it took, it was down to the wire to get him on set to film. Right. Artie was standing in for him oh, really right. yeah they just use kevin McHale as a body double which is funny because those two people are not the same height nope um but what we don't love is karofsky is back because the school board did nothing yeah they could have acted yeah um but they did nothing so therefore in an actual like really good moment sue resigns as principal figgins has been reinstated and it is in the interest of having someone to keep an eye on Karofsky and have Kurt's back. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't, which I think which is, is sweet. sweet. I don't understand how school hierarchy works in which that she couldn't do Me that neither. as principal, but if that's true, then great. Um, I think she, so in, in preparing, because I'm hardcore if nothing oh, yeah. else, in preparing for this, I watched the previous episode where she says that in her contract she has a lot of broad clauses mm-hmm. that kind of let her do whatever she wants. Within right. There you go. I guess. So this is, I think, going to fall under the this is my broad clause of I can do a thing because I'm magic. Right. right. I need to do this for plot purposes, please. And they're like, yep, guess yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, they have a plot purpose clause in there. Yeah. Um, I think Sam has one, yes. too. What I do appreciate is that she's like, like that she disses the office because she's like, I can't help but feel like I'm inhaling dead skin. And that is gross, <laughs> yes. but that is so funny. It's true. But one of the things I also like, because I watched the previous episode, is so you see in the previous episode her, like, background Cheerios bringing one of her trophies to, the to office, Figgins' yes. office. And then this episode, you see them bringing it back. Yes, I, I like that. that. Again, a I initially thought they were just reusing footage. That would have been really funny, actually. And then I was like, oh no, this is a different hallway important life chat. And For a minute, I thought they were like, they had won another trophy so that they had to bring another trophy. No, she through. just has to take it wherever she goes. Um, right. I also like that this is plot probably driven by, like, Sue coming to terms with her, like, relationship with her mother and understanding that she wants to take a harder stance on this bullying thing that she's hearing so much about. And yet not stop bullying no. herself. Okay. Because as she also says, someone who is a bully usually was bullied at home, and she will not lie to herself that that is going to change. Right. So He's honest. Not all good things, well, I guess all good things come to an end, because... We end up in the uh, Glee Club classroom. Um, before we talk about anything plot-wise, we cut to the Glee Club classroom, and in the background, Artie and Puck are just playing punch hands, which is what? when you just <laughs> punch each other's hands. And I'm like, that's of course that's what they're doing. That's the most on-brand background acting I've ever seen, because those yes. two boys were recently friends and be like, hey, see how hard you can punch my, my punches. <laughs> and I bet you Puck's like, I'm going to win, I'm going to win them. Artie's like, oh, bitch. Artie's you have no idea how strong these, these are hands are. the strongest are. hands in Glee Club. This is, this is the only strength I got. Exactly. Um, so, uh, ten points for punch hands. Ten points for punch hands. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kurt enters and drops the bomb that he is leaving. He is transferring to Dalton Academy. Just as Will where they actually to give have. him a solo. He is going Just as, to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But they have a no... Uh, they have a zero tolerance bullying policy there. And it's enforced. Whereas McKinley has zero policies on bullying. <laughs> yes. I don't know if they have any policies. They might have a dress code, but really no one If they have a dress code knows. that includes those cheerleading skirts, then it's got to be a wild dress code. <laughs> Crunchy toast. I mean, my, my high school's dress code was you have to wear a shirt and shoes, but there was nothing else. So we had this one guy who came in for Halloween wearing a TV he had hollowed out, and that was, like, around his, his midsection. It's censored on the front. And he was wearing shoes. But he was, like, told, you need to put a shirt on. So he did. Mm. And that same guy, same thing happened when he came in as uh, Cupid for Halloween. He was just wearing, like, the Cupid diaper, shoes, no shirt, and they were like, Rafe, you need to put a shirt on. No pants. Would it surprise you that that guy often did, um, he was often rocky, in the Midnight Rocky Horror. That, oh, good for him. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it all comes back it Must to be nice horror. to have confidence. Um, <laughs> but it's a bummer, A, because, like, what does this mean for the Glee Club now? And uh, 
everyone is actually coming together to be like, no, Kurt, you can't leave. Even Puck is like, no, like, we can defend you. Um, We're going to secret service sure. you. I do. I mean, like, it's shitty, but I do love that, like, Rachel was like, so does that mean you're competing against us? Yeah. And it cuts to Santana being like, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was a good cut. That was that was a moment where Ryan Murphy understood what cutaways meant. And then, like, the Mercedes bit, where essentially she's like, you're leaving us, you're leaving me. Like, that was heartbreaking. It's hard. Mercedes gets one line in this episode, and it is a very pained Kurt. Kurt. Yeah, that's yeah. literally all she says. But she's, I love her so much, like, that actress, I love her. Yeah. So um, just seeing her face and, like, just the face acting. Love the face she acting. did a lot of good face acting in this episode. She's so good. Yeah. I follow her on TikTok. She's She's delightful. very good yes. on TikTok. Um, yeah. Yeah, Kurt's, he's a dog boy now. Guess what, though? Blaine goes there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know what? He wasn't, he wasn't in this episode. And Rascal told me Blaine would be. She, and she did, lied. How would she, she lied. know? First of all. <laughs> but that's our episode, y'all. We did it. All right. Um, well, it's time. Hold on. Get out of here, dog. <laughs> Wanda wants to know what your feelings are about music. So we only have four songs in this episode, which is wicked light for a season two Glee. I'm a little disappointed that we only have these main to choose from. But let's say you were looking to drop some change on a new song for your iPod and you were going to take one from this episode your choices are Ohio Mm. (laughs) Uh, Marry You Sway and Just the Way You Are what are our thoughts? Hmm. Wait is Ian answering? Everyone has we all have to answer Go to the guest Oh Oh, thank you Um, so I'm probably going to skip any of them if they come up on Shuffle However, the one I am less likely to skip if I'm, like, feeling the right mood headspace is Marry You. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just think they did a really good job. It'll remind me of that adorable sequence. Yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, love is alive in Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unlike the song Ohio. <laughs> oh, no, the yeah. song Ohio will just remind me that Ohio is not great. Ian? Valid. I'm also going with Marry You. Like, what a fun little bop. Yeah. I would also. Fun gets to sing a line. Love it. I would also have to say Marry You. It's one of those ones that I would prefer to watch again rather than listen to because mm-hmm. it is much yes. more of a visual. But if my other yes. options are the Terrible Ohio song or Matthew Morrison singing Michael Bublé or a song that I think <laughs> Pitch Perfect did a better cover of. That's I, a fact, though. I'd rather just listen to Marry You. Yep. Yeah. Game number two. Um, this is a two-parter. So uh, the first one is, is there a musical artist or a musical entity um anything musical that you would like to see glee cover or would you you would, would have liked you would have liked see. to have seen glee cover okay so when i thought about this earlier because i have listened to the podcast before, yeah i was thinking about what i don't want them to do i did not think about what i did want them to do so give me a moment do you want to go um, reverse we can start with the second part of the question yeah okay what i don't want them to do this may have been said before is i feel like Okay, now I'm torn, because I do think that if they did anything by Olivia Rodrigo, Mm -hmm. it could be really fun, but also probably used really poorly. I think they would have context problems with those. Yes. So I think they could do it well, just the actual execution would suck. Um, Thing that it would be fun for them to do. I just want anything where Tina or Mercedes get a solo. Um, And I listen to, like, obscure fem rocks. This isn't helpful. I don't know. Let's let's have 
someone do something by Alanis Morissette and just like yes. get us in the emotion. Yeah. Um, I love that. I think. So there is some Alanis Morissette. It's not till Which way one? later. In okay. Did they do You Oughta Know? They do a lot of... They must Actually, have. no, they don't do You Oughta Know. Boo. Okay, because that's the one that I think Tina I would do. love yes. to see Tina do You Oughta Know. Yo, um, absolutely. There's some questionable uses of Alanis Morissette very late in the uh, in the game, so you'll probably forget about this conversation by the time we get to it, Ian, but I will remember. Cool. Um, I just had a thought thinking about Little Shop of Horrors today, as I have been for the past weeks. I would have liked to see Amber Riley do some, do some of that foreshadowing Audrey to music. Yeah, because I've heard clips now and she's so good at it. Yeah. Ah, cool. Well, that was our episode. It was a yeah. time. Thank you. Yes, thank you for thank coming. Thank you for being here. Tell us seriously if you want to talk about fan fiction. I'm. I have not read Glee fanfiction, but I will There's for you. There's not a lot Amazing. of good Glee fanfiction, I say, as someone who's fully looked for good Glee fanfiction. So I think one of my friends used to write Glee fanfiction, and I will yes. find hers. And I will not name her unless she lets good. me. Well, Excellent. We'll be there. Um, so, Adrian, do you have anything you'd like to plug anywhere you would like people to find internet-related things? <laughs> um, I'd like to plug a game that actually Rascal and I both work on called Nations and Cannons. It is a D&D 5e compatible tabletop game about the Revolutionary War. And it has no magic, so instead of magic, there are gambits. Can you tell that I have been to a con recently and had to do this pitch many times? That's good. You nice. got it down. Kate's is so much better. Um, Where can that be found? Yeah. So nationsandcanons.com. We also have a Discord where, and you can get to it from our website. We're also on uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr. We're on all the things, but either under Nations and Canons or Flag Bearer Games, just to make it confusing. Like all social media. Cool. Where can people find you, Karina? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok is the third one unfortunately um i'm there <laughs> all, all under the same handle which is at epic adventure of yeah if you're on tiktok and you find me and you want to be on this show send me a, a reasonable pitch and if it's good maybe we'll reach out to you yeah or like make a tiktok about it and tag me and ian in it Ooh. yes make people do work yeah for you. yes tell us why your opinions matter um tell us <laughs> It's like my Glee opinions matter because I have them and I just want to see Darren Chris grace my screen again because that crush is real. Truly. Oh. Ian? Uh, yes, you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram at uh, iBroads on TikTok. Mm -hmm. iBroads on TikTok. That's the one. Yep. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I think when this comes out, if you're listening to this and you're in New York or anywhere near New York, um, the day this comes out, November 17th, um, I'm going to be like a musical guest at uh, the Improv Asylum for uh, a, a show called Faker's Dozen, where I will be uh, playing a balladic version of the Power Rangers Turbo theme song as part oh of God. a game show. Amazing. So that sounds incredible. Check that out. And it's I am in exciting. New York. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So that's, uh, yeah, go that's that. that. The show is at Glee Aggressive, gleeaggressive at gmail.com for your long-form thoughts and feelings. Yeah, um, email us about uh, whom you in high school would have accepted a promise ring from. Yes. 
Oh my god. Well, yes, email us. Do all of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, like, comment, rate, yes. subscribe. Um, tip the show in the show notes if you are so inclined, because we do the show for free. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I swear to God, one day we're gonna figure out how to end this show in a way that makes one it sound day like after a podcast and a half later. <laughs> Just do an Irish goodbye. That's sort of what we do. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, well, I guess that's it. I guess we finished. Um, well, thank you for watching this episode. Join us next week when we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 9, mm. entitled Special Education. This is the first one in a while that, just from the title alone, I don't remember what episode we're talking about, so that's fun. Oh, wow. Um, which does lead me to say, Ian, does watching Karina. this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next one? Yeah, it does. Really? That's like the most yeah. emphatic yes you've given me in a long time. This one was fun. Amazing. Like the past few have been fun. You know what? It's the it's cuz it's a glee wedding. Mm-hmm.